It's a hard rock life. Oh, we're here with Joe Merrick, the extraordinary video and and music engineer and also fantastic fucking musician. How's it going, Joe? Hey. Hey. <coughs> so, what's that song? What's that song we just came in on? That's, um... <laughs> Rooftop Rescue. Yeah, yeah. It's a, By uh, Joe Merrick. <laughs> it's it's a way you know the way to make uh, if you're talking about a hard rock life and a life of music, I had to combine my family life and make it all one gig. Sure, man. So you know that song's about how horrific domestic life can be. <laughs> I mean, you know, <clears throat> I tell everybody was if you're gonna have kids, and I love my kids and I have no regrets. But you've got to be prepared for half of it to be horrible, horrifying, awful, gut-wrenching, heartbreaking. And the other 50% of it is amazing. Yeah. You know? But so I wrote about the 50% that really sucks. (laughs) (laughs) I can relate to that, man. But I wrote about the good stuff, too. I wrote songs for my kids. I put them on the album. I had to make it, if I wanted to be a good dad, I think I had to make it all one gig. Mm. So they're in my music, you know. Not anymore. I, the new music I'm coming out with is totally different. I don't. I can swear. I don't have to be nice, and I don't. I just gotta be myself. That's good. What what prompted that? Just life. What to change direction? Yeah. Well, I'm in a new life now. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, two years divorced. Has it really been two years already? Well, maybe wow. yeah, a year and a half. Wow. I mean, it's been fucked up for like five or six years, so. Either way, that's, yeah, wow. That'll change a man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we got to deal with anger in a way, somehow, mm. healthily. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the new, new music will reflect that unapologetically. So fuck off. Those are people's <laughs> darkest, <laughs> best <My> albums. <laughs> definitely, dude. Definitely, some, of, some of their best stuff is the hurt. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. fucking therapy right there. It's the best kind of therapy. Yeah. So, where 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 did Joe Merrick start? Like, what what got you into music? Was it any certain events that happened over your life, or anything that inspired you? How young were you? I think out. I think since consciousness, music has been an obsession, mm. <clears throat> daily obsession. You know, my mother had to tie the record player with like cable when I was a little kid because I just wanted to look at the fucking music going around and the sound coming out of it. and That's interesting. Yeah, I couldn't even talk, but I was like, <laughs> the thing, the records and the music <laughs> and the thing that makes me feel good. And then I wake my parents up at like five in the morning and just whisper in my mother's ear, can I put records on? Because uh, I'll only put it on two, you know, when you want to wake up my dad. But and it's just never stopped just a constant curiosity with music that landed me on the drums 
at eight, I think. Um, that came easiest to me. I like to sing and play drums. I didn't like to read. I still don't like to read. I can, but it, it's not, uh, you know. So I had teachers that would try to teach me, but I was an ear player. But then I went to Dick Desenzo, and he's, he's both. He's know. a legend. And so he taught me to read. Uh, I was probably one of his worst students. He had patience. He got through to me, and I learned how to read. But um, uh, then, and then, then uh, you know, long story short, uh, my best friend still is Dave Desenzo, and he's one of the greatest drummers I think alive. Yeah. He's my top five for wow. sure. Wow. Not that he's just not because he's my best friend, but he's because he is. He's just an amazing drummer. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> so we were in competition in back in the day. You know, we'd, we'd try to outshine each other for a long, long time, and then one day he just. We used to play these things back and forth at Desenzo's. He'd be in he'd be in one drum room teaching room, and I'd be in another drum teaching room. We'd trade fours or eights, you know. And then he goes, know, trading fours. Wow. And then I just do something. Hey, that's pretty cool. And then he goes, Jesus. And I just throw my sticks down and go, "Fuck you, you asshole." <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. Well, his father was, you know. Yeah, yeah, you know, he's just a great, great musician, great guy. And, and I needed a way to express myself without feeling like a competitor. Yeah. Competitor, com- competition is not really, comes natural to me. I don't want to do that. So uh, songwriting became the thing. Mm-hmm. Songwriting and, and engineering. Songwriting and then trying to figure out a way to record it. And so I just, anything that, that, I, that I make money with now, I, I figured out how to do for myself. Until I was satisfied, then I can offer that to a as, as a service to people. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, man. So I was always interested in recording and fascinated with recordings like Pink Floyd and all that stuff. Um, so that that got me into doing some production. But I was teaching at Desenzo's teaching drums. So I started off as a drummer, uh, but then got more and more interested in the songwriters because I would realize like some of my favorite records. I thought. You know, Roger Daltrey was the songwriter because he was the singer of The Who, you know? Sure. But I'm like, no, Pete Townsend wrote this amazing fucking song. Mm. He's the guy. <laughs> so I wanted to become the guy, you know, yeah. that, that, that you can't touch and you, uh, there's no competition. Yeah, you, you just, you just let who, you do your thing. You, you, yeah, you, you know, you, you, you can like it or not like it, but um, you can't do any better than it. There is no better when you're writing songs, you know? Right. Anyways, that's uh, what got me into songwriting and recording. Uh, went to Berkeley for a couple of years, met a teacher, left Berkeley to study with that teacher, Craig. For, for th- I'm still friends with him. Oh, uh, Craig. Yeah. Oh, he was your teacher at Berkeley? Yeah. Oh, no shit. In my second year. And, I feel like uh, you must have told me that at some yeah. point. Um, so I left school to study with him. Uh, he was offering this pretty radical lesson plan of three days a week six to eight hours of practice a day on piano because I wanted to be a songwriter at that point. And so I did that and got my piano together like very fast. Um, yeah, you're an amazing piano player, man. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're fucking amazing at everything you do. <laughs> I like to, I, I'm just curious about all kinds of instruments and music and creating and, and just nosy, you know, just yeah. curious about all this stuff. And uh, started off playing bass too. It's a long, it's a long story that made me who I am, but you know, uh, Got into production because I was teaching, teaching drum students who had bands. I bought a couple of ADATs and a uh, 
mixer, maybe spent like six grand. I'm going to make my own CD of my own songs, you know, and I did. And then I offered that to some bands that I was, uh, students of bands, you know, 20 bucks an hour or something like that. And then I realized, oh, I just made 400 bucks, you know, in one day. (laughs) I think I got something going on here. What year was that? I was like. 89, so you, 90. You made like 400 bucks in one day in 89, yeah. which is probably the equivalent to like two grand right now. <laughs> <laughs> and that just um, that just took off. That's how the studio business took off. Just, you know, I'd like to say I have a good work ethic and one, two people told two other people and that's it. Yeah. Spend a little money, make a little money, spend a little money, make a little money. Where was your first recording studio? My mother's house. Yeah. In the basement. You you never went there? I don't. What town? Randolph. Okay, yeah, you grew up in Randolph, right? Yeah. No, i never been there. Yeah. Well, I've been to Randolph, but not to your mother's basement. It's <laughs> <laughs> not what I heard. <laughs> I think I know people who have. <laughs> Leave my mother out of this. She's she just a turned, lovely woman. She is a lovely woman. She just turned 80. Oh, wow. The thing about my mother, she gave me space. She just didn't know what to do with me. I, I grew up in a, a household of. Uh, I want to get closer. I would have given you space too. You some weird fucking little four year old staring at a record player all day. Fucking <laughs> leave that again alone. Yeah, just leave him over there. He'll just stare at that thing for a little while. Keeps He'll be fine. Quiet. <laughs> he might get hungry. I don't know. <laughs> I forget what I was gonna say. Ah oh, fuck. Sorry. I'm sorry. Well, so that's where you started recording bands, was in your mom's basement. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I learned a lot, a ton. I learned, doing my first CD, I learned almost everything I needed to, that I know now. Mm. You know, you just got to figure it out. You, you know, I, I mean, case in point, like uh, playing a percussion track, you know, like doing an egg shaker. It's like, oh, I'll just buy a bunch of percussion stuff and I'll put, I'm a drummer. <laughs> Oh my god! I can't play an egg shaker. <laughs> I can't play a shake or a tambourine. It's like took took time yeah. to learn how to do that. Yeah, when you're recording stuff, you I mean it does. It teaches you in and of itself the process. Yeah. And like yeah, yeah. I imagine like an egg shaker would be something kind of tricky because you're yeah, trying to stay in beat. And you're, how do I do this? <laughs> They're oh. valuable. It takes a while. Yeah. You know, a day. You know, but still. Yeah. Yeah. You, I learned a lot. Learned a lot about compression. Mm. It's that's a very mystifying thing to what it does, mm. what's it sound like, why do you do it, attacks and releases, and how does it make a mix behave itself? Mm. Yeah, that's a big, big thing. Um, Learning waveforms, waveforms, yeah, yeah, they're cute, interesting. They are cute, mm-hmm. they're cute. Sometimes <laughs> they make like penis, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Some phallic-looking designs. I, just, so well, I like that. Did you do track. this on purpose? Did you mani- did you manipulate the sound waves so that it could like, like do this on demand? It's oh, giant. Look, look, guys, we're gonna play the dick wave. <laughs> the huge giant dick. That looks like a giant dick. Awesome. Do it again. <laughs> make it bigger. Yeah, make it bigger. Make it louder. <laughs> it's louder. More gain. So to anybody. Anybody getting into recording engineering, like, compression is super fucking important. So, like, how would you describe that to somebody who's, you know, curious? Some instruments don't need more than others. Um, this is just my opinion. But bass needs a ton. Mm. Bass needs it going in because it has such a 
powerful low frequency and any louder notes if it's not tamed will just bleed over to the rest of the mix mm. and bass will overpower the kick drum so going in you need some bass coming out mixing when you're mixing it like compress it even more just get it nice and fat so everything needs to have like its layer bass needs to have its layer piano needs to have its layer in the middle acoustic guitar needs to have the brightness control it sorry i keep moving away no i got you <coughs> um so it tames each instrument i squash the shit out of rock vocals so mm. they sit right in the mix not in your face but like in the mix yeah. oh well it can be in your face too and that's how you can get it in your face with using c compression it's a great rock tool right on it's all about the timing of the song i imagine right yeah yeah different ones for you know ballads use <laughs> maybe like a slower slower attack for whatever uh, not, not necessarily though um yeah, it does depend on, on tempos of songs, but I usually have my go-to compressors that do what I want them to do. Mm. Dude, it almost it aggravates me that there's probably a few people listening to this that don't know who you are, and to those people, he's a legend. <laughs> You're too kind. No, dude. <laughs> God, I remember, um, I think my first band, Chasing Tomorrow, started recording with you when I was like 16, 17, and Hanson at the Guilty Dog Studios at your house, which was, like, the coolest experience. Man. I wish I was there now. Yeah, Very that cool. place was dope. Although the Cape is nice, but Marshville wasn't there. Yeah, I got to get down to the Cape. I do. It's almost done. Nice, nice. Almost done. Yeah, dude, I, it was just like when being a band going into a recording studio for the first time, you don't know what the fuck you're going into. You just think you're basically going to do what you do at practice. And fucking hell no. We, we, dude, we went. I remember wanting to like fucking punch you in the face when I was a kid because you were just like, that sucked. Do it again. I'm like, what? Wow. <laughs> you, dude, you were brutal, but it, 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 it was awesome, you know? Like, and you, you did. You like coached me along. You were like, hey, listen. You had so much fucking energy. You had so many, just we exploded. Your cracks of light were coming out of you. you had, <laughs> like so many ideas, and then we were all high and fast. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like I, I refer to you as my musical sensei when I talk to people about. That's nice. Yeah, I mean, you are, you are, and are. You know, I, I learned more from you than I think I could have learned at vocal lessons or you know whatever. Like I've learned so much from you over the years recording with you it's it's been amazing and well, um, thank you yeah i'm glad right on yeah no nah, man it's it's been amazing and i i do i remember like even pat i remember mike i remember everybody being so frustrated with you because, <laughs> really? yeah you were pushing us really hard <laughs> but like i think it I think at some level we all understood that like it was necessary yeah. and it was like an ego death. It was like, okay, you guys think you're way cooler than you are, <laughs> myself included. And it was just like, just like pipe the fuck down, you know, like just, just shut up and listen to this dude. <laughs> oh, did I say play half as many fills? Probably. Yeah. 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 Probably. And well, I mean, you don't, you don't even understand how important, and not you, but we didn't understand going into it how important it was to play in fucking time. Yeah. Because you go back and you're trying to lay tracks down, and if you're not in time, you're not going to do it. <laughs> it's like, so, like, I think that was probably the most frustrating thing was playing to a click track 
when I was that age because I'm super ADHD and suddenly I got this fucking metronome that I have to fucking marry for this song. And yeah, I'm and like, it's relentless. This. It's relentless. It is, man. But it it's is. essential. If you're a drummer you should and you want to record an album mm. or, you know, you need to learn how to play with a click track. Mm. Yeah. You yeah. know, and if you're, you know, and if you're a musician, you need to learn how to play to a click track as well, like a metronome. You know, just it's it's just calming your brain down and staying in the moment. Let the click cl- guide you and yeah. surrender to it. Yeah. It's on the Google App Store, guys. What is metronomes? Uh, uh, yeah, listeners, go get it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah get used to. Playing I mean, to fuck one Google. Of those. You can get it anywhere, but. It's yeah. cool to do live recordings, and 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 you know, and it's, you can do it. You can pull it off if you're just playing live. If you're not layering other shit, but yeah, it's like if you can play to a click track, you can play to anything. I mean, if you're gonna do pre-production for a song, you might as well have a click track going through the PA system when the band's rehearsing. Absolutely. I've been telling this one band. I won't mention their names, um, but they're great guys. I love them to dear, to death. But they. Um, Tell them you gotta practice with a click track, and then when they get to the studio, they're like, "Put the click track on." Let's try it. I'm like, "Fuck!" <laughs> Here comes twenty minutes of people getting pissed off at themselves. And you. <laughs> <laughs> and then they hit the five, five count, and it just falls apart. <laughs> I'm like, "Guys, just did you practice the song at home?" No, 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 I did. I did. Okay, it's not going to work today. (laughs) (laughs) Did you guys have that? You guys had that situation, didn't you? Or maybe Pat hadn't done it with a click track, and then we tried to do it, but... And then it's just like, oh, here we go. There's another 20 minutes of people being frustrated with yeah, themselves. Yeah, 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 totally, totally. Yeah, we definitely did that. <laughs> just, just take it off. But if, you know, I don't want to make anybody <laughs> upset in the studio. You know, you want um, you want to feel comfortable. But if, if you, you know, th- there's certain benefits to playing with a click because you can get the perfect chorus. And if you're into the grid, like playing to the click is playing to the grid, to the tempo of the computer that's recording you. And so if you do a great chorus and you can't do it any better, you have the option of cutting and pasting into every chorus. Yeah, right. When, yeah. You, when you're doing it willy-nilly with no click, it's much difficult, if not possible. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I, I remember wanting to fight that whole idea as a kid, being like, no, it is possible. We can do this and it'll sound awesome. And we <laughs> but, you know, we ultimately surrendered to the click and we were very glad we did. Yeah. We handed out our Charlie Brown uh, demo. Do you remember the Charlie Brown demo? So. Chase and Amara. We, the very, we called it the Charlie Brown demo because at the end of it, you did the Charlie Brown song <laughs> on the piano. <laughs> it's pretty fucking cool. And, uh, dude, that thing, that made its way across like all like the surrounding towns and their high schools. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool, especially to be like that young and have people, you know, know and like your music. It was cool. Yeah. It's a good feeling. Yeah, the reason I became a songwriter That was because of you. <laughs> that's good. That's good. The uh, reason I became a songwriter is I'd, I'd made a tape of some songs with a four-track. <clears throat> I was probably like 18 or 19, and, and I went to a party. I didn't know who these people were. And they were just sitting around with a boombox and they're listening to my songs. I'm like, wow. And they were digging it. And I was yeah. I was like, fuck. This is it. That's it. Yeah. It's like it's like the best drug. Creating. Yeah. yeah. Dude. And, and people enjoying and it. And people enjoying it. And people 
praising you and then inspiring other people to do it too. And it's in their life. It's their soundtrack to their summer. Totally. You yeah, know? totally. You know, so like, I don't know. I feel really good about that kind of shit. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and it comes from the heart. Like we were talking earlier off air. It's like it's from the heart. It should be from the heart. And and you you just you play what you feel. And then it's all ultimately it's like this gift, you know, you like you wrap it up in this box and you just give it to somebody. And if they open it and they're like, this is fucking cool. Like, that's just that's the byproduct of it. You know, you become part of their life and you don't even know. Exactly. Exactly. I had this guy show up to a (laughs) I do these gigs on the Cape. I wrote this song called Goodnight Cape Cod. Yeah, I love that song. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, Hardly hard rock, but, you know. It's a good song. <laughs> so this guy, I'm playing. This guy drives by. He's just, he's yelling out the window, "Hey Joe, I I was here last year and I bought you Cape Cod CD. My kids never stopped singing it. We were always singing it, oh, and it stuck awesome. in our it stuck in our CD player for a whole year. It couldn't come out. Fantastic, <laughs> it's man. Stuck in there. And uh, so you know, those kids will always remember that yeah. song. I feel good about that. Yeah, I mean, like, how does that feel to you? Like, you know, when you do something like that, just and you know, you're you're working your the things inside of you, you're working them out, and they are, you know, translating into music, and then it, it's like that guy is fucking driving down the street, like, hey, Joe, my kids love your music, like, yeah, you know, yeah. And like, yeah, that's it. Uh, it's fuel for fire, fuel, yeah. fuel for to keep like, hey, that feels good. I'm gonna keep going. Like yeah. that really feels good, mm. you know. Yeah. Or when somebody likes my song so much they want to just buy the CD. And, um, that just feels good. I just feel like I'm doing something good. I can't tell if it's an ego thing or not. I don't think it is. I think it's because I feel like... No. Yeah, let's get it's, into it's that. It's doing Should good. Keep going. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. I don't think it's an ego thing. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's like a, a connection that you're making. I, I think if it's an ego thing, a lot of people that make it an ego thing are are writing what they think other people want to hear yeah you've never done that yeah i don't have any time for that either like i don't want to listen to that shit <laughs> yeah right, right. yeah i, I don't want to hear people trying to be something else sure yeah totally there's a lot of bands that are doing that the foo fighters uh, the foo fighters have always forced themselves upon me yeah yeah through the radio i like i totally look at them that way you know, hmm. that's interesting, man. I They have some music over the years. They have a couple of tracks off every album that I think are fucking great. Um, but I am I, I think they're overrated. Mm. I do. I don't know. Well, there's like a limit to mainstream. Sure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think it's dried up. Mm. I think he's dried up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. As far as content? I think so. I mean, so. I'm, I'm a big fan. I, I, I Some of the songs are just like... Vocal takes are unbelievable. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. how yeah. does he do that? They you know? got so much talent in that band. It's too much talent. It's 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 not too much. I'm jealous of him, really. <laughs> I just don't know how he can sing that hard. And and you know, Monkey Wrench, that's a great song. Yeah, that's a great song. He's, ba- he's deaf. Sure. He must be. He is. <laughs> he has like really, really like next to nothing hearing. Ugh. Uh Oh, and you're playing in Nirvana and blowing your ears out in the late '80s, screaming, '90s, fucking <laughs> screaming. That yeah. vibrates your jawbone. Your jawbone's pretty much connected to your inner ear. Oh, so it's oh, just a straight shot. Okay. I mean, that's just a theory. Sure. 
Fuck, yeah. You know, speaking of click tracks, though, I was doing, I had to do a cover of... Click um, tracks, fuck. Clit. Oh, click. 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 No, click. <laughs> Sorry. Click. <laughs> click tracks. <laughs> it's when they leave little tracks on the floor. <laughs> Snail <laughs> trails? <laughs> <laughs> Farts! It's a hard rock life. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, click I tracks. hope you didn't lose it. Click tracks. No, click we were tracks. we were on click tracks. Yeah, so I was doing a cover for a client uh, of uh, you know Teen Spirit song. You know, yeah. And and uh, so I was just listening to it because he wanted to sing, but he wanted me to do it a little differently. And they didn't use a click track. No, it speeds right up. Right mm. after black to black to black to black boom, get out again. Just goes just a little faster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so some sometimes it's just it's a call, you know. It's you got to make the call. I wonder if the Foo Fighters used the click track. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Probably did. Yeah, probably. Pro- I think most most bands do. Yeah. I mean, not you, you don't have to. You don't have to. Like you know, people. If you do want to use tracks, though, backing tracks, yeah. you need to be able to do that. Sure. You know. Yeah. I was who was I listening to recently? I, I heard an interview. I think the interview was a few years ago, and I just saw it. But it was with uh, it was with um the drummer of No Effects, uh, Smelly. Yeah, Smelly. And he, for the first couple of albums, didn't use a click track, and then he got uh, Eric Sandin or something. But yeah, Smelly. So he uh, he ended up getting into the click tracks. I forget on what album it might have been. The War on Errorism. Or whatever, hmm. but if you go back and listen to their shit pre that, you can you can hear it. But I mean, the, the, I love them; they're one of my favorite bands of all time. But like, yeah, his drumming like went fucking up a notch because yeah. he just started playing with a click all yeah. the time, and it just yeah, he tightened the fuck up. He got sober after Heebs, I think. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, he's been too. sober a long time. Mm. Yeah, it helps organize your thoughts too. Mm. You know, mm. people rush because they're thinking of the next thing that's coming up. Definitely. You know, if you're, it's a good. Discipline. Yeah, if you want to be in the pocket, you have to fucking be in that moment. Yep, that's Man. where meditation mm. is key to all good musicians. Ooh. Dude, you've been getting into meditation a lot, like in the last few years, right? Mm, no, I knew I was a crazy fuck when I was sixteen. I started then. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know. Okay. Yeah. No shit. Yep. Yeah. I was just interested in it. Well, if you make it a routine, it only takes like, you know, 15 minutes out of your morning. Yeah. Yeah. It can be as important as uh, making all the right decisions in your life or meeting all the right people in your life or meeting all the right wrong people. Right. But being in the moment is is so pivotal to your future. Mm. You know, if you pick a different timeline, you're going to have a different future. And Mm. if you're, if you're tranquil in your mind you're going to make a decision based on your heart or your connection to god Mm. and then you will ascend and make a better choice yeah this life this this time around you know as opposed to rushing and getting dressed and friggin coffee and i gotta leave (laughs) yeah right 15 minutes yeah 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 Yeah. yeah, totally i mean like well i mean we're such emotional human beings that it's almost like I feel like meditation kind of helps you rail that emotion in and not, you know, make too many decisions based on it or make the right decisions based on the right emotions. And know. just observe the bullshit that goes on in your mind. I mean, yeah. you could be having a perfectly good day and then you just think of something shitty that happened. Yeah. Then you're having a shitty day. Yeah. And nothing happened. Dude, negative emotions are so easy to, like, 
just to have like overtake everything. Yeah, it feels good in the moment. Yeah, you know, to give someone the finger when they're when they're on their you know, totally. road, <laughs> give them a road rage, but it's it doesn't last. You're upset about something else. Yeah, you're that mad because somebody cuts you off. You're upset because your dad never listened to you. Sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I buy that. I buy that. Yeah. You carry your anger around with you for life? Or like, you know, it's always there? I think you have to reconcile with it. I mean, I have reconciled with my father on, on different things. He's not, he's not alive. Uh, but there were things that I was angry about and I didn't understand. And then I kind of was in the same situation that he was in. And one day I pretended he's next. I pretend he's next to me some days, you know. It's like, how is that gig, you know? Mm. And I said, I looked at him and he wasn't there, or maybe he was, I don't know. And I said, Dad, we are cool. Those decisions you made back then, I see why you did it. We're all good. <laughs> this is all gone, mm. you know. Resolved. Yeah. Yep, resolved. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, resentment will drive you to drink. Yeah, it's a motherfucker. Yeah. I like to drink. <laughs> Coming to peace with all the trauma in your life is really... Oh, Jesus. Is really the... Um, that's the work. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say trauma... I would say trauma has a lot to do with why I started writing as young as I started writing. That was the way out. Mm. <laughs> yeah, good for you. You know? Yeah. Yeah writing poems and shit since I was probably seven years old. It's just a thing to do. Living in the middle of Camp Kwani, in the middle of the woods. <laughs> Haunted as hell. Yeah, just recluse from everything. <laughs> but I, I like trauma is an interesting thing. And it, it, and it, it does. It drives a lot of people to the success that they In this life and the life at. before, too. Yeah, yeah, sure. Expand upon that. <laughs> well, you bring it. You can bring it in with you. That's deep. You bring it in with you. You choose your parents. Yeah. You just forget that you chose them. And do you believe work. that? Yes. I've, I've, I've. Yeah, I've been back and forth with that myself. Um. I for sure believe in it. I've, I've been studying the Course in Miracles for twenty years now. Yeah. And um, studied a lot of stuff before that, but I pretty much landed on that. And um. Uh, expand on what? Do the co does the Course of Miracles talk about like people who have shitty parents and like how they would have chose them? Yeah, yeah. You come in like if you like, let's just say, let's say that this was the Zodiac, right? Mm -hmm. And all the twelve of them and the different lives you come in. You come in as a Leo and you're married to a Sagittarius and she's a twat and you're hurt. And the next life, you're Besides, you're the one that hurts her, so she can feel what it's like to get hurt. And then everybody just switches around life after life after life to experience all the different things, the good things, the bad things. It's like general, generational And then you, get, get, you just get to the point where you're like, you know, you're ascended past 3D into 4D, and, and then it becomes just a place to learn, and it's kind of silly, and reality is really oneness and God is light. Mm. We're just experiencing duality, positive and, and negative. Mm. and what it does we're just experiencing form but it's I not, think that's true but that's not who we are yeah it's not what we are mm. I just went wicked deep on you dude no dude that makes sense that makes sense well and where I mean you're kind of talking about like generational trauma and, and the things that we we bring in from other yeah 
experiences, <clears throat> past yeah. lives, or pa- yeah, past lives. Uh, now, I mean, the one you focus on is now because you are the way you are. There's nothing you can do about it. You have your makeup. Yeah. You know, if you're um, have a propensity to not deal with shit, mm. keep it down here. You know, it's just gonna follow you the rest of your life. Mm. You know, and, and inhibit your quality of life if you don't look at those traumas and improve on them or even just just generally meditating will help you realize that like if you if somebody complains that you interrupt them all the time if you meditate then you're gonna know you're gonna get that thing that you want to say something and you're like no 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 don't do that that's rude mm. then you won't do that and that person <laughs> will like you more yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's like understanding the things that jaded you and taking control of it yeah to a degree I, uh, I came up with like a per- an exercise for myself a couple of years ago where I tried to exploit my ignorances. And how I would do that is I would be out you know somewhere in public and if somebody did something that pissed me off or rubbed me the wrong way, whether it was in traffic or just walking down the fucking aisle in Shaw's or something, I would think about how I want to react to them. But then I would say like, do you do that? Like me, you know what I mean? Like yeah. do you also do that? And I swear to God, fucking ninety percent of the time, I'm like, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, you, he's yeah, you, he's you're you. him, yeah, totally. <laughs> and what you think and do to somebody else, you're doing to yourself. Yeah. What you think and do to somebody else, you if the if only the politicians knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That forgiveness and realizing that what you do to someone else, you're doing to yourself. Yeah, it's um, a lot of projection, right? We project it's all. It's all proje- projection. Yeah. We, we could have a whole other thing. Because your listeners are going to think I'm weird. Or no, dude. Not. What, no. No, we're good. We're good, <laughs> Shit, man. We're I'm, good. I'm we're talking about projection. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, You're right, though. Everybody does. Well, Everybody it's projects. The, it's the energy you put out. Yeah. Like, if you're worried about that, you know what I mean? It's kind of in. It's kind of manifesting it out there. But why are you worried about it, and why do you recognize that you're worried about it? Do you know what I mean? I think. Well, I mean, like, just, just speaking on the whole projection thing. Like, you're worried about something that you only know about because it's in you. Mm. Like but you're projecting that, too, outward. Yeah. And then your environment will... Suck your dick. <laughs> in fear. Your fear. In it's fear. fear. <laughs> it will horrifyingly suck your dick. <laughs> It's fear. Any of those mean bullies were just so scared they'd be found out that they were scared. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. We got a lot of them in, poli- in politics. Sure. Yeah, totally. You know, just people, I mean, think of the unhealed trauma that Trump has. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> or Putin, for that matter. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, I don't think his mommy loved him, or maybe mm. she loved him too much. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. Dude, Trump, man, he's an interesting character. They all are. They're all even, like, the people I don't like, which is all of them pretty much, they're all fucking interesting characters. Actors. Like, and Trump did have a lot of trauma, like, growing up, and he doesn't, allegedly, he's never had a drop of alcohol, but it was because he watched his fucking uncle drink himself to death. Yeah. Sometimes it skips. Yeah, yeah. It was his uncle or his brother. I'm probably butchering that. Well, you're raised around other rich people, too, and they're like the worst yeah. people on the planet. <laughs> yeah, they're all doing the fucking worst shit on the planet, too. Yeah, and you're just in that. Totally. Probably turn out like that, too. Ah, oh, dude, they're all fucked. Hey, it, it's so fucked that we have. Yeah, 
I had a lyric today. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. <coughs> I had a lyric. There are no sides. They're all bad. Yeah, they yeah. are. They are. There's two. I always hear that expression: two wings on the same bird. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's just I don't know. So the new prime minister, bloating, the new prime minister of UK, Mr. Semek or whatever. Mm. Yeah. His his like father-in-law is like the third richest person in India. Uh, sure. Yeah. That's going to do us all from good. <laughs> ro- royalty from wealth. Yeah. That's gross. Well, is that well is that that's not royalty the prime minister, right? I don't know. I would call it royalty. I guess. I think they're <laughs> a part I think the parliament is apart from royalty. But we have 25 days left of diesel fuel. Yeah, what's going on with that? Did you read that on a headline? <laughs> No. You mentioned that earlier, and I wanted you to. I did. It, it scares me. That was yesterday. Um, I don't know how accurate it is. I mean, I, I'm a I'm a alternative media junkie. Mm-hmm. Oh I, hell yeah! I, yeah, I, I, I just, just you should be. It's just insane. I mean, I do. I'll check to see what CNN's lying about. And yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll check to see what Fox is exaggerating about. Yep. Well, you're in the right seats too, because I mean, this is where to blurt it. Yeah. People I mean, I heard it from the Ep- Epic Times that, that there's, um, yeah, only 25 days left of diesel. And if that's true, and someone else was just talking about it. <clears throat> uh, so it's not just like Epic Times, but I, I, I rely on Epic Times a lot. Yeah. You know, I like Jimmy Dore. I like Jimmy yeah. Dore a lot. Yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy Dore is mad. Riot, he's fucking mad because he got hurt Dude, from he's the jab. A, oh, he's always mad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. And you know what? He came out and fucking talked about it. Yeah. Like, there's not many people out there that are doing that. Yeah. Like, you know, Jimmy's a, he's a classic, he's class or traditionally liberal or whatever. But he, uh, yeah, got the jab and came out and talked about adverse effects and said, like, what the fuck is going on? And, you know, yeah. that's it's so crazy that, like, that's a big <laughs> deal when somebody tells the truth. Because you're taking away someone else's money. Yeah. By doing it. <clears throat> yeah. It just comes down to that, and man, this stuff goes. Uh, <laughs> this stuff goes deep. Mm-hmm. It's like there's like centuries of this corruption going on. Yeah, yeah, they're all bloodlines. They're all fucking related they, through uh, bloodlines. Well, like, just think of how used used they are and entitled they are. Yeah, and now. We got going, people going like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> we all have YouTube, we all have the internet, we can say things, and you, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, yeah. You know, the first time I heard, like, yeah, there's good money in war. <laughs> you know, I'm like, what the fuck? What yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> when I was younger, so, <clears throat> you know, figuring out that your own country that you thought was all about you and taking care of you, and I, I you know, the, I'm an American. We're the best. Yeah. Where the fuck? I remember thinking we're the best. Mm. You know? That's all messed up. You go out with the flag right now, people think you're crazy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's weird. It's strange. That is strange. You know? You wave an American flag right now, people think you're like the alt-right or yeah. <laughs> fucking Nazi. Yeah, I know. Like, holy shit. Yeah. People <laughs> are literally saying 
that make America make America great again is like the devil. Yeah, dude. <laughs> the literal saying is fucking Satan. Dude, like I'm not a fan of the guy that coined the phrase, but the phrase is fucking appropriate. Yeah. That's why he coined it. Like, you know, he's not an idiot. Like right. <laughs> this country needs fucking fixing and that dude just was the guy to coin it. Yeah, but he made but. Israel great again, not the America. <laughs> yeah, well, that's been going on for some time too. He did a few right things though, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, you I know? mean, I don't think he did anything. He, I like, he liked the troops. Yeah, he liked the troops. Yeah, I mean, the economy was doing better then, much better then. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. It was. I mean, everybody. Fucking, it was above the normal suck. Like, yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. No. No. Yeah. Totally. It was above the normal. Let's not suck. I mean, but doesn't it? Doesn't yeah. it seem? Doesn't it seem? If you put all this shit together, that someone is trying to overrun America. Yes. Yes. Just and I, and I think they're both a part of it. I think Trump, I think, I think Biden, I think all these motherfuckers maybe are they part are, of it. Man. But I think China's involved in, in Yeah. It, and yeah. Russia's involved in it. You know, like sure. the shit that they're doing. Like they're just letting all these people come in. <laughs> Four million people? That is gonna that, that's what? And Connell is just like, no, it's fine. Yeah. It's totally oh, fine. Jesus and like Christ. 40 that went to uh. the vineyard made the news. I was like, what about the other 3 million? That was whatever? a riot. Uh, uh, that was a troll. I thought about starting a new floor company just because of that. <laughs> that was a troll and a half. It just, it yeah. just seems yeah. like they're, just, they're doing everything. And, and Biden's doing anything he can to... To, um, when you say make it, make when you say doing, up. when you say biting well, is doing. <laughs> well, the people that are controlling him are doing what is ever in their agenda to make this country worse. Mm. Just yeah. make it worse. Yeah. It seems like they they're deliberately trying to make it worse. Yeah, we're trying to make so Ukraine yeah, better. Yeah. We're making Ukraine better. Dude, initially, right off the bat, he was fucking shutting down like pipelines in America and just like taking all the food things. production facilities. Yeah, that went down. all the food production facilities that had fucking planes crashing into him and shit. I, there's just been so much going on, and it, you're right, it's it's deliberate. It's no way it's not deliberate. Yeah, it just seems like the president we have right now for our country is trying to destroy it. Yeah, and and wants to. And well, and what you said a couple minutes ago with like Russia and China and everybody being a part of it. So if that is if that is what's going on, and Soros. It, and Soros. Once for it's sure, done, dude. once 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 we're done, once we're taken over, Soros is just gonna come in and buy it. Yeah, he's just gonna blow his load on everybody. <laughs> Door talks about the WEF. But if that right? happens, we're talking about the New World Order. That's does he talk about? Ultimately, the... that's what we're talking about, right? If if all these other countries are in on it and our fucking leaders are in on it, then suppose yeah, one world government. Last well, one to go is us. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these are all theories. Obviously, we're speculating, but <laughs> it's painfully obvious, I feel, you know. I think the nuclear thing's just a scare tactic. Sure. They got some yeah. big bombs, though. They do. Mm. We don't have as much as they do, though, I heard. Also today, our, our, we, need, we need five years of building our in military. We're not ready for a conventional war. That's what I heard uh, from the Epic Times. That's when, right when I got out, <sighs> they started allowing. All right, so right when I got out, I got out right before COVID, and um, they started letting soldiers do them 
the clear nail polish thing and like the hair dye and I think a little makeup shit and I was like it was for guys and girls too and like yeah uh that and a lot of stabby stabby with needles and people didn't want to do anything after that with the military they were like no yeah it's all going so, on at the same so time so you think it's true that we're not ready to fight a conventional war all right so we got the toys yeah but the manpower itself especially if you want a presence in 60 countries around the world it's a little low i hear there's not enough hours we got the toys, and but the no, toys no. are getting the hours, but, I mean. The toys are getting the hours. That's all it's ever been is training. It's just fucking, you know, there would be gunnery, there would be live fire exercises in the helicopters, like, you know, they'd be damaged by villages. Mm. It's fucked up. And now just send them over to Ukraine. They can get used. I just think it is so fucking retarded that we are at this point right now where we are legitimately worried about a nuclear fucking holocaust. And which bathroom like, to use. And what bathroom to use. Yeah, that's a great point, dude. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, that's where we're at. I mean, they're like equally like... I what mean, the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I go yeah. into the women's room sometimes at, uh, all, at the Seasons gas station in Marshfield. Just so y'all know, I'll be in there. I, uh, <laughs> the men's room's always taken. I go into the women's room. I came out of there a couple weeks ago, and a woman looked at me, and she's like, hello. And I'm like, I identify as a woman. <laughs> I got to take a leak. <laughs> I identify. It's all you good. Sh- you should make yourself a little card you can whip out. A little badge. Oh, that's a good idea. Some tits. Yeah, then I don't have to waste money. badge. <laughs> Did you hear that they put a kitty litter for for kids that, that that's, identify that's like, as kittens? That's like I fucking heard about that. I did hear about that. What? Yeah, now, now kids... Now parents' kids are identifying as cats, so they have this fucking kitty litter for them. Like, dude, when's enough enough? Like, I think come that's on, some, man. That, I think that's just to get people fucking talking, talking about, about it like we are. Something else. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe it's disinfo or something. But I, I nothing would surprise me anymore. Dude, I saw this um, clip. I don't know where I saw it from. I, I don't know. I said maybe it was Ben Shapiro. I don't know. Um, but what's this? college professor it was it was in the in university <coughs> and this guy says you're not a woman you're a man and pissed off the whole class <laughs> they were standing on their desks screaming i wish we could find it just Holy just shit. like i'm a woman i'm a woman with a penis dangling you know and, what i mean it's yeah how dare you? Where was that? Do you remember where that was? No, no, just, just, I don't know. That's a fucking riot, dude. I don't know how to fucking search for that. Yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, yeah, that's pretty wild. And but like, whoever really gave a fuck, dude? Like, I, I, I have a I couple of friends that are trannies. Like, yeah, it's not a big deal. I don't I, think it's a big deal, man. I mean, the pronouns are. Yeah, I'll do what I gotta do. I'll hey, do I got I gotta this, do. guys. They sure. kind of they kind of work themselves into a corner, you know. LGBTQ plus. Yeah. Doesn't the B? What is bi? Doesn't that fucking imply there's two sexes, two genders? Sure, um, I get if that's what the B stands for. Is that what it stands for? I think so. I don't even know. 
It's I just, don't even know because I'm not even. You know what? I'm not even gonna fucking put any, any you guys effort be, into thinking about yeah. that because I don't give a fuck. Yeah, you guys. Like, I have gay friends. I have fucking. I I know a couple of transvestites. I don't know many, but I know a couple. What the fuck ever? Like it doesn't matter. Like we party and have fun together. Yeah. Uh, we all know multiple different races. Like we all grew up like that. Like, we're artists. They're, we're surrounded by freaky people. Exactly. Yeah, we all so like, 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 and, like and I'm a freak, dude. I'm a fucking freak. I don't, whatever. <laughs> like. Yeah. Why? <laughs> yes, are we... you are. Yeah. <laughs> the things you've told me. Yeah, man. But like, why are we letting our like? It, we're basically as a country letting our television tell us how we're feeling and what the fuck is going on. Like those motherfuckers never know what's going on. They're lying about what's going on. Yeah. Like that's what they're doing. They're not really talking about what's really going on. Who is it? The media. Yeah. Like our television. It's fucking dumb. Yeah. You know. My folks watch the news, but they hate it. I'm like, why is it on? Don't watch the fucking news. I will. You you said it's earlier you put on CNN to see whatever the bullshit they're spewing. Yeah, I just like to see the narrative thoughts. and then I can yeah. think, see if I can do some critical thinking and understand, sure. understand maybe what they're condemning is actually what's going on and it is good for us. So yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say, but oh, I put it on just to laugh at it. <laughs> I really do. Yeah, I, uh, dude. When did I go see, to like, did you see the Roger Waters interview? Yeah, well, you one, know. which one? He's done a few lately. He just rips the CNN guy. Yes. Yeah. 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 On fantastic. CNN, dude, that was awesome. It was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. The guy was like, "Oh, come on, bro." And like, you know, because like, <laughs> he like loves Pink Floyd. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, he crushes him. He did. Did you see it? Nah. I, ju- I, ju- I don't care about what he says. I, all these celebrities are so outspoken, but... No, he's Yeah, but good. you want somebody saying he's the good. things he's saying. Yeah. You he's want been, that. He's been political <laughs> since the 70s. Yeah, man. I mean, I'll dig it. I guess I'll, pe- I'll peep it. It's a great interview. And he knows what he's talking about. He cause, does. Because yeah. he's been doing it for years. Yeah. My he really eyes does. have been elsewhere. Do you well, ever, he, okay. And he changed my mind, too. He says, do you, do you, you don't think that the Russians weren't provoked, you know. When this whole thing came out, I was—I didn't think that. Mm. I didn't, honestly, sure. Like I'm learning about this stuff. Dude, I, a lot of people I, don't I know even, about the the corruption in Ukraine. It's deep. It's and I, I didn't even deep. know what what now. You know, this is embarrassing, but I, you know, one, I'm inf- infatuated with this stuff. Two, um, I know I don't know enough about history, so. Um, well, most of history is a lie anyway. So. <laughs> Ukraine, Ukraine got tossed in 2014. I remember that shit. And like the the perception of Ukraine in the U.S. was common back then. It was a corrupt place. Yeah. It was a bathhouse of the fucking country. Like, you know what I mean? Sure. I guess what I was saying is I don't know. I didn't understand what NATO was. Yeah. And I still kind of don't. I thought they made ammunition. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, isn't it just like countries that are mm-hmm. in cahoots with the each National other? Alliance yeah. Trade Organization, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that I think they're forming the new world order. I think they're big you don't think the do world really? you don't think the World Economic Forum Forum is on that? I think they're all on that, man. I think uh, all those people are in cahoots again, like both wings of the same bird. Who do you think Larry Fink's boss is? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. Do you guys have food at for my survival? At my home. For like non, non-perishables. <laughs> for how long? Uh, maybe about a month. 
Yeah, after a month, I'm just going to die. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got to go out and fucking work together and take down, because the CIA is working on the woolly mammoth. We got to learn how to yeah. take that shit down again. Yeah, they're trying to resurrect That's the woolly so mammoth. That's so we can, the survivors can eat food again. Dude. And so we'll live. Yeah. I we think need to be hunters. Yeah, well, I mean, we are in in uh, our genetics, I guess. People like we we're are. all gonna die. We're we're just a yeah. bunch of pussies. We don't know how to take care of ourselves. That's we're true. I grew up hunting, so I like if I have to get thrown back into tracking deer and doing whatever. I everybody will. will be out there. Yeah, that's true. Everybody, that's true. everybody will be out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all these drunk bitches, fucking trying to hunt. It's also the most humane. I'm making beef stew no matter what, dude. That's like Kill the most. Bambi that's the most we'll humane just way to get your meat, though. Too. That's a sad part. Yeah. Like we get our meat out of Shaw's or Stop and Shop or fucking Whole Foods. Yeah. Could you go? Could you fish and catch a fish and eat? Yeah, I live on a. I live on a pond. Yeah, that sucks though. And everybody's going to be out there. It's not ideal. Yeah, you're right. That's, that's, that's everybody's true. Everybody's going to be You're all going to fucking drink it and boil it. Mm. Well, I know, like, I know, uh, I don't know, if you take down, like, an elk or whatever, it's fucking huge. Everyone's going to be after those things, but, I mean, one elk can feed your family for months. Yeah, but you better have a gun to sue. Sure. To protect you. A gun? Your... You need a car. No, a gun <laughs> to protect... fucking hit it with your car. <laughs> a gun to protect yourself from the other people. Yeah, I right. See, I don't, I don't know, man. I think a lot of people would. I think a lot of people would work together. I, I would hope. That's my hope, anyway. I just, I know a few years ago, people. My would, friends would. Yeah. We'd all live together. And yeah. We'd keep each other warm and figure out how we're gonna. Sure. People I trust, but. Then you're gonna start eating your friends. <laughs> Johnny, your thighs looking pretty good. You need that thing. <laughs> I think it's kind of funny that, like, a few years ago, like, when that, like, Doomsday Preppers show came out, they were a laughingstock to many people. Many people made fun of them and called them crazy and shit. But, like, really, what is wrong with preparing for the future? It's like, just, like, no, there's no electricity anymore. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. We'd done dude our grid goes down we're like done. an emp we're fucking finished we're no done. more podcast <laughs> dude your car won't even run if an electric no more starbucks pulse. yeah no more starbucks joe <laughs> <laughs> you fucking starbucks loving motherfucker I know. I know. no they are good though <laughs> i know but since the divorce i've had to cut that habit in half yeah hey they're, they're fucking expensive man yeah, they could be fucking putting arsenic in it to like little be. tiny levels. Little levels. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. could be. Poisoning America. They do taste different than any other coffee bean. I don't know what it is about it. Mm. That's all it would take was poisoning a source of liquid. You sure. know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, how many pharmaceuticals and different shit are in our tap water? Dude, like, they did why a test on that like yeah. a few years ago and they found like pretty much every pharmaceutical really? in our tap water. Yeah, traces of everything. We drink our wastewater. From like it's Xanax. recycled wastewater. There was like one of some of the biggest ones were like Xanax, Prozac. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm going to go home, drink yeah. some tap water. <laughs> <laughs> and the biggest, biggest detectable particles in that water is like tampons and TP. Oh, lovely. Really? <laughs> yeah, I forget where this fucking shit was going on, but every, every zip code has like different shit in it. And yeah. it's fucking like, that's what one of the websites says. And it's like a certain amount of lead. Mm. There's definitely chlorine here and there. 
This is definitely it's fluoride. Definitely fluoride. fluoride. Yeah. You fucking shower in that shit. Dude, I always thought it was interesting when I was in like fourth grade and all the early. I don't know if they did they do this when you were growing up. And did you drink no, fluoride just, in your homeroom? I was just talking about this with my daughter. She's uh, like, they made us drink. They do that to them now. They did it, yeah, like okay. what, like five, six, seven years ago. They made them drink just the, the mouthwash, not yeah. the toothpaste. We had to do the toothpaste. What? Yeah. We did the tooth. Really? Yeah, and the, the tooth. The, the toothpaste and the toothbrush. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, oh, they did that when yeah, you were younger. Yeah, after lunch. <laughs> and oh, then wow. you put the thing, and then they come and clean it up. I, I, <laughs> I had a tray of them one day, and it was a nice day, and the window was open, and on the second floor. <laughs> and it's just kind of like, yeah. <laughs> and it just went. I, 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 I got in trouble for that. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, why though? Why would sh- why should you get in trouble for that? What the fuck is our school doing? Like, giving people fluoride and whatever. Like, we don't take care of that at home. Yeah, I don't like, know. It's trying to do a test. It's weird. The testing. Their indoctrination. That was when yes. I was in, like, eighth yeah. grade. Yeah. yeah. That is strange. That is strange. We didn't even question it. Thank God. Yeah. I'll put this red dye on my face. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucked up. I don't know. I remember certain colors, though. Like, if I saw, like, green, I'd be like, ugh. You know, whenever there was, like, a pink color looking the fluoride, we'd be taking a big, all right, it's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows how long they've been doing this crap? I mean, we're just finding out. Yeah. It's because the internet, we're finding out. We can all talk. Yeah, that's true. That blows my mind that your daughter actually, like, talked about them doing that even recently yeah wow i didn't know they still did that i mean think of it the internet right is just we're all informed so much faster oh it's like information so much faster yeah and that's why this is happening (laughs) yeah you know enough of us are knowing Mm. putting some dots together there's a lot of diehards out there though man follow the money yeah Mm. there's a lot of diehards they're just will not even entertain that the vaccine has something in it. How about people right, that think, right, yeah. How about people that think the outcome of a vote every four years is gonna make shit better? Yeah, right. <laughs> What's up with that? <laughs> yeah. How do people think like that's gonna get better? It Dude, hasn't. Why would these power hungry motherfuckers leave it up to a certain percentage of Americans who don't even know what's going on to elect them? They live in the rich part of maybe a different state. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? That has never really made sense to me, though. Like, I I get the concept of, like, capitalism and, you know, republic, you know, Republican democracy. I get the concept of it. But the people running this country, I I have never felt that they were uh, trusting enough in the American populace who like 70% of them don't even know what the fuck they're talking about to elect the guy fit to run the country. Like the most important job in the fucking world. Now, how do you, do you feel a sense of responsibility of expressing that in your music? Sometimes I don't. Yeah. I love your truth stuff. I mean, I don't, I try not to get too political in our music. I, there are a few songs that are political, like the true anti, the truth brigade, we recorded with you. We'll record everything with you. Um, but yeah, the Truth Brigade was about the war in Syria, and um, and I felt that was important to sing about. Every now and then, I'll come up with some political shit, but the majority of our music is not political. You have any heartfelt songs about your brother and what happened? 
my brother Chris. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah. Think there's something in the works. Oh fuck yeah, yeah. There's like three. That's an injustice. There's about three different songs in the works right now. Yeah, yeah. You know, Pat, our uh, our former drummer, and I, he came over to see my brother when he was uh, on his deathbed at my aunt's house and just withering away. It was fucking brutal. Pat came over to see him, and that was really cool. And, and when we left there, we were, you know, he was like, you must have something going on in your head about, you know, writing a song about your brother. And I was like, yeah, I got a, I got a few going on right now. <laughs> He's like, well, dude, I, I would love to play, like, drums on, like, one of them or whatever. And I was like, yeah, man. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that whole situation's fucked up. And you brought up Jimmy Dore earlier, which... Dude, he's been on point and upfront about all of this vaccine shit. And he talks about the adverse effects. And um, so for those who don't know, my brother had cancer. Uh, it started out as lim- it was lymphoma and it spread to the rest of his body. And he was in remission. And uh, he also had a job working for he was a, a civil affairs officer for the army and the army intelligence, you know, and, um, he, he did a lot of research on the vaccine, all of it. He didn't want to take it, but he was also going through a divorce at the time. And he was, uh, he was, uh, a guard at the nuclear power plant, uh, near his home. And he, he was, pretty much forced into taking it. He didn't want anything to fuck with his income because he wanted to, you know, like provide for his kids and, you know, especially through the divorce and all that. And, uh, as I said, he was in remission and he told me flat out on the phone, like, I'm going to get the vaccine. I don't fucking want to. He's like, but I don't want to fuck with my kids. Like, you know, situation. Like I just want everything to be amicable and, you know, and contribute, you know, financially because he always was amazing with his kids, and you know, and so so was in his former wife. Like she, they're amazing people. Um, and he said to me, he said, "What I am seeing right now, and a lot of people in remission. There's been a high number of people who have gotten the vaccine from remission and got launched back into fucking full force cancer. I know someone personally. You do? I just found out last week. Dude, I know a couple people. Let's get into that in a second. So basically, he got the vaccine, and within 48 hours, he had tumors under his armpit and his neck on his chest, and he was like, yeah, it's exactly what I fucking thought it would be. And he's like, you know what? I'm sorry, but like, if the least I can do is be a guinea pig for the people that I love. And I was like, fuck, I wish you didn't do that. <laughs> but he did it, and he died. He died, and it was very brutal watching him die because it was a slow, drawn-out process where he just withered away to, like, 80 pounds and couldn't drink or eat food. And it was it was, I, it was a nightmare. Yeah. It was a fucking nightmare. I, was, I wanted him to die. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was brutal. And he actually... <laughs> Uh, dude, I haven't even talked about this. Like, I told him when he first found out that, like, when within the 48 hours he got really sick, he called me and told me. And, and he asked me if I would kill him. Like, if I get to a certain point, just put me down like a fucking dog. And I was like, I'll do it. I'll do it. Dude, he wouldn't and, fucking say that to you. Well, dude, it got to that point, And he couldn't even speak. He didn't have the strength to, like, talk or articulate. And 
he looked at me when he was withering away and I said, Chris, do you want me to do this? And he looked at me and he dragged his finger across his throat. Like, do it. I was like, okay. And um, I started getting like his pillow <laughs> ready. I was, I was going to smother him. And his daughter was there. His daughter came into the room and his, his ex-wife was there. And uh, I, I couldn't do it. And it fucks with me now, man. Like, I, I, I almost, like, I'm glad I didn't do it in a way. Because, like, I know he wouldn't want me to live with any kind of guilt over fucking ending his yeah. life. But, like, he's a man of his word. And, like, that's what he wanted. I know he wanted that. And all I could do is fucking sit there for the next fucking 72 hours even beyond that. Just watching him suffer. It was, yeah. it was fucking yeah. terrible. Yeah. He did die. I, I, the one thing that keeps me from feeling really guilty about it is uh, when he did finally pass, my mom went into the room and he held his hand up and said, he said that, like, when I pass away, I want mom to be by my side. And she was. She went into the room, she held his hand, and he started kind of, like, rubbing her hand. And she knew, like, this is it, you know. And then he, and then he passed. Mm. My mom's an amazing person. It's like those... those uh, those moments are just so beautifully tragic. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> you know? Yeah, Like totally. the most love I felt, I think, or intense feeling was when my, my dad passed. You know? mm. I just bawled. Yeah. With my, uh, uh, my, my brother's wife. Um, yeah. And we had just bawled. How yeah. did your dad die? Stomach cancer. Oh. Same slow, oh, slow, 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 you know? Yep. Yeah. That's yep. brutal. Yeah. <clears throat> but there is something beautiful. There is. It's a beautiful, uh, it, it's one of the most beautiful moments of my life. Yeah. It's a strange thing, you know? But mm. it is. It's just so real. Yeah. It's real. You know, not surreal. Real. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Yeah, your friend... Oh yeah, ten years in in remission, ten year anniversary, boom. Got to take it off. Got the vaccine. Yep. And it just right just launched that yeah. person back. Ten years. Ten years. Wow, dude. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, I I don't know if it's the vaccine or not, but come on, man, ten years, you should be okay. Yeah. How how fast when when they took it? How fast did it? I don't know. Did it get into that? What, what to vaccine to cancer? I don't yeah, know. I don't yeah. know when she got the vaccine. Mm. That's what you're asking, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But she got the vaccine and she ended up back with full fledged cancer. Yeah. yeah. Is she? Did she pass? No, 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 no. She's, she's getting it taken off. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. December. She'll be fine. I think she'll be all right. Good. I think they caught it early. Good. Yeah. God bless her. My fiance's father got brain cancer. Really? Yeah. Healthy guy. 77. I mean, you know, 77 is older, but I don't know. Got the vaccine? Got the vaccine? So yeah, I know I know you're not saying like it was the vaccine, but you, you're not saying it's it wasn't. No, I'm <laughs> not saying can't. it wasn't. I'm not saying it wasn't because your story, yeah. Liz's story. Yep. I have a friend on Facebook. Same thing. She was in remission and she took the vaccine and her cancer came back and she flat out came out on Facebook. I'm not going to say her name, but she flat out came out and like, listen, 
listen, this fucking vaccine just did this to me. So I DM'd her and told her about my situation, my brother and everything. Yeah. 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 It's, dude, and it's like there's so many, uh, and this is the thing I love about Jimmy Dore, man. Like, he just throws it all out there. He's not worried about anything. He talks about, like, the number of people that are dying from myocarditis and from the athletes. There's so many athletes in different sports that have fucking died in the past year and a half. There's a lot of people canceling like, uh, tours, too, because they don't feel so good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's at least at this point where we have to ask, right? We don't have to be married to... The vaccine did this, but we should absolutely 1,000% be at the point right now where we're saying, hey, what the fuck is up with this? Yeah. Like, yeah. come on. I think the scary thing is that they don't know. Right. They put out yeah. this thing. Yeah. Or, or maybe the scarier thing is that they do know. I don't know. The government wouldn't hurt you, though. Big well Pharma put. wouldn't hurt you. <laughs> well put, dude. The scary thing is if they... <laughs> They do know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fucking terrifying either way. So, <clears throat> so I, so you do feel a responsibility of putting this in your music. The me, um, all this injustice. To a de- yeah, well, to a degree, yeah, to a degree, I do. Um, I, I just think hope it doesn't become a cliche genre. No, no, you know, <laughs> and, I, and I wouldn't want it to be because there's so many other things going on in life. But right now, like this is significant. It's very significant. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, we're not overall. We're not a political band, and um, yeah, I, I just think that uh, I, a lot of people frown upon political music, which fuck you like if you're one of those people that say like no bands and musicians don't have you know they shouldn't be writing about politics like keep music and politics separated like shut the fuck up no we need it all music has always been connected to politics you know always look at the grateful dead (laughs) they were the cia pretty much four dead in ohio Mm. right Mm, what four dead in ohio ohio shootings yeah. Crosby Stills Nash. Oh, yeah. Ten soldiers and Nixon's oh, Yeah, well, you know what? I think, yeah, to a degree, there's an obligation. Yeah, to a degree. I just, I'm, I, I personally, no matter how big all that gets, like, I just, there's other parts of reality to write about. But Lennon was, too. Yeah. Lennon was. But yeah, the politics, sure. Like, it's there. I don't think I could do it. I don't know. I think the only way that I can express how I feel about what is going on is to just have that, you know, energy, angry energy, Mm. you know. Yeah, not necessarily in the lyrics, but in the music itself. Yeah, or in the lyrics too, but not, I'm not going to, sorry, I keep stating that. No, no worries. Uh, I'm going to steal something from you. Ah. more, I think, just my attitude, I think. Um, we need a break from politics sometimes, you know? Or, or a lot. <laughs> yeah. I just, wanna rock. I just want to rock, honestly. Like, like think of like how good it must have felt to play in ACDC. Those guys were the real fucking thing. Dude. You know? I like some of Vaughn Scott's stuff with them. Vaughn Scott. Um... I'm not gonna lie. I don't hate on bands anymore. This is something I learned throughout my life. Like they, they were when I was when I was a kid, I was a fucking like smug gatekeeper kind of, you know. 
but as I got older, I realized like even the bands I think I hate have something that I like. And so ACDC, when I was a kid, I shit all over them all the time. <laughs> That's bad, man. I, uh, but that, as I got just, older, I, I realized like, no, I sort they, of did they too, got though. songs I, I like. I <laughs> oh, just, any of that stuff, Highway to Hell. I mean, that is. The Razor's Edge. Prison title, Break. Title track. Jailbreak. Yeah. I like yeah. Jailbreak. That's a good song. They were, but they were like scumbags. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. They were like, you know, yeah, fucking, fucking sex. And they and lived fuck. it. They were getting arrested oh, and fucking <laughs> assault and batteries and shit. Drunk all the time. Old, dressing like schoolboys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's as real as it gets. That that band's yeah. for rock music, you know, just straight yeah. up. Well, I imagine. Yeah, you gotta I, respect it. I right? honestly, I picture like soccer hooligan. They they gotta be like tied in with them. They gotta be huge soccer fans. The that big beat the fucking shit. Man U yeah. fans. Yeah, big Man U fans. I go to Man City games and just fucking <laughs> pound face. They probably did. <laughs> Where are they from? Are they Australian or? Mm. Yeah, they're Australian. Oh shit, okay. they're from down under. Yeah. yeah. All right, so they probably fight huge animals. Yeah. They go kangaroo kicking. <laughs> that would be, a, that'd be a good name for a band. Kangaroo kicking. Kangaroo kicking. It's not bad. It's not bad. I need a band name because I think kangaroo right. cockfight. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> kangaroo or kangaroo court. Ooh. Oh, that's all. Yeah, yeah. You like that one? Yeah, I listen to a lot of kangaroo legal. Man. I listen to legal man. What is it? I listen to legal man. Do you? Yeah, he's a good one. Yeah. No, oh, a kangaroo man, man, magistry. No, magistry. <laughs> no, scratch that. <laughs> I need. A, I need a band name. I don't think I can because my music that was before is nothing like what's coming. Now. Oh, so you're like you're like trying to figure out a new band name. Yeah. For something you're doing. Now. Or my name with the band name, just so Dude, it's just different. M- just make a board of every Kentucky Kentucky Derby horse name and just throw a dart at it. <laughs> <laughs> What would I pick? Daisy? Mind that bird. (laughs) That's a good one. Mind that bird. Mind that bird? Yeah. That's not bad. That's not bad. You're onto something. Dude, I have a bunch of band names in my head that now I feel like on the spot I can't can't think of any of them. Wall of Water. Wall of Water? Yeah. Wall of Voodoo. The Needies. Mm. The Needies. I like that. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good rock band. That's a good one. Maybe even punk. For sure. Yeah, that's a good name. <laughs> I wish I could think of the fucking names that I spilled. American out Pharaoh, Barbaro, Nyquist, California Chrome, Seattle Stew, Big Brown, Fusaichi Pegasus. How are you doing this? Orb, <laughs> Affirmed. Monarchos. I'm going for Big Brown. War Admiral. <laughs> Justify. I'm just reading you horse names, brother. <laughs> I'm going with Big Brown. Simplification. Smile Happy. Happy Jack. Smile Happy. Charge like It. That. Zozos. White Abario. Tis the Bomb. Oh, beautiful. What was the one you liked? I liked uh, Smile Happy. Yeah. That wasn't bad. Yeah. <laughs> Frown sadly. Oh. <laughs> That's gonna be like a fucking 
pure riding like, offshoot <laughs> joy division. <laughs> you could always be a sexy band, be riding Miss Daisy. Ah. Slump Buster. Joy Division is one of the best names, in my opinion. I always love that name. Curse Reversed. (laughs) (laughs) That's a Boston band right there. Oh, my God, it is. Mookie's Running. That's a fucking Boston band, too. (laughs) Bodacious Tatas. Oh, all right. That's a horse name. Okay. (laughs) Bodacious Tatas? Horses don't have boobs. (laughs) No. No, I don't think so. I think No, you know, I never thought of that. I I got big dongs, though. Yeah, they got huge dicks. Do you ever see that video with that dude getting fucked to death by the horse like years what? ago? Yeah. I, I think it was like a Howard dude Stern. getting fucked to yeah, death. Yeah, dude, by a it horse. was like this fucking sadist. And he had this horse like mount him on camera. And his big, you saw his giant horse dick, right? And it did one thrust. I remember like it was yesterday. He fucking went like this. And then he just backed out and went, whoa! And the dude is going, whoa! <laughs> and he fucking impaled him, killed him, dead. Oh my god! Yeah, you used to be able to pull it up on the internet. Like that's where I first saw it. Yeah, yeah I heard to... Howard Stern talking about it, and I went over to my cousin's house, and we looked at it and found it. Oh, did the guy like Whew. throw up blood? I didn't see blood throw up. It just like the noises he made once that 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 fucking horse. Like he first like penetrated his butthole a little bit. The dude made a noise like ah. Uh, uh. And then he, dude, he backed out, and then just fucking this horse's hips just fucking reamed into his asshole, completely compelled the dude with his dick, and the noises were like ungodly. And he fucking, yeah, it was brutal. Yeah, that dude did not make it; he died. Oh well. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Right. You know. You know. Internet videos are scary. Is um, I would have loved to go to that funeral though. <laughs> I would have been like, open casket, please. Roll them over. <laughs> How about bear victims? Bear victims. They're That's f- a good name for a band. <laughs> kind of is. Bear they're fucking. Spl- they're broken in half and hollowed out. Oh, their dude. fucking body cavity. Is yeah, they just eat you while out. you're alive. Like they yeah. don't just kill you. They fucking eat you while you're. alive crunch on your and head and they start from like the bottom up many times from the Ooh. dick up yeah just yeah Oof. they get in there what about hyenas they go for the soft tissue first yeah the butthole the crotch arrow oh yeah, yeah. the bag that's right they eat you out imagine imagine <laughs> no imagine getting like your junk eating uh, eaten off in, in an african field by a laughing hyena <laughs> <laughs> after fucking breakfast Woo! Oh. oh god i thought it was going out in a fucking safari <laughs> i'm getting my balls ripped off <laughs> oh fuck yeah those things are brutal they're kind of cute though how did we get here i don't know nature this is, this is so <laughs> how did we get here nature versus nurture here? i guess <laughs> i don't know i don't know i guess i'm on the fence if i want to say something about what's going on i don't know what to say dude if you're feeling it say it we're good yeah. we're good no one's gonna hate on no, you no i mean i'm in music you know yeah because like, there's nothing going on my every my chemical romance and Paramore made a fucking reunion. There's a lot going on, man. I think people are trying to. Ticketmaster is Ticketmaster is price gouging, and no one can afford to go to concerts. Well, that's a whole thing. Yeah, did you hear about the Blink One Eighty Two reunion? No. no. What's up with him? Is he legit? 
I what well, the UFO guy? Oh, uh, yeah. it's a good question. Yeah, Honestly, I know he's super fucking Hollywood. And he's I, right next to the CIA. I think he's I'm being concerned. used. I think he's being used by the CIA. That's what I think about Tom DeLonge and his whole alien thing. He, I think they're using him for his popularity and his his because I mean the guy has a giant influence on pop culture, and um, I think they're using that. And uh, yeah. Here, Tom, take this light serum. You'll see UFOs better. Dude, I, I think the fake alien invasion is going to be very soon. Greer is really what, on Project top Project Bluebeam? Dude, he is on top He's of totally that. on yeah. top of it. He used to be friends with Tom DeLong. which is... I think I heard that... Greer you know, won me over yeah. not that long ago. Yeah. Right. Um, real quick, though, I just want to say, like, as far as the aliens go, I don't think there's aliens coming from other countries, or, I mean, other planets. I, I think all of it is either is military... Or, and this is a stretch, interdimensional. I don't think... I don't think it's much of a stretch. I, I, I mean, nothing is a stretch anymore. But the reason why Greer kind of won me over is because I've always had this bad feeling about Tom and To The Stars Academy, which is like his business that he started. Yeah. And he's in bed with all like these CIA guys. And the CIA is like king of is fucking still, misinfo. Is it still going on? I think so. I'm not really positive. But <clears throat> I, I watched a special that Steve Carrere talked about, and he used to go on tour with Blink. He used to go to the, some of their concerts, come out on stage, and start talking about aliens. And he said he was really disappointed in Tom DeLonge because there were some things that he said like in person to him that contradicted like what he believed in. Steve, Steve Carrere? Is that his name? Uh, Greer? Stephen Greer, I believe. <laughs> Pam yeah. Greer? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Pam Greer. But he um he, he he started saying like he didn't trust Tom and right away I was like all right keep going dude because I'm I'm with you on that one and he said that like a lot of the stuff Tom's saying he knows that isn't true and and mm. it just is disinformation and I I can't regurgitate it right now because I'll butcher it but if anybody listening to this wants to look at uh, Greer and his uh, information. What is it? CE5. CE5. Yeah, you should. Contacting through mental. Yes. That's why it's, yes, and that's he's, why it's dimensional. Yeah, I he think. talks more about dimensional, right? And he talks about a lot, a lot of Makes a lot of sense to me, man. Yeah, that's me too, man. Yeah. And if you're accelerated, you're, you, we can't see you because you're beyond the... We can only see a little bit of light. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, and there's been like a lot of um. There was uh, I forget this guy's name. He went on like Joe Rogan's podcast a couple, I don't know, like a week ago or something, and um, talks about uh, how they came up with this new radar technology, <laughs> and when they used this new radar technology, it started spotting UFOs in different part of the country. Yeah, and but they couldn't see them like they they sent their jets out to like see them in person, and they couldn't spot them, and. What I think with that, the only thing that explains that to me is if the, we're picking up on something in a different dimension. Yeah. Like it's right in front of our face. You can't see it. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's I mean, beyond what do you think the dark veil. matter is, right? Right. Yeah. 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 All that dark matter stuff they're doing with like the Hadron Collider at CERN. CERN is a whole other thing, man. Like, that's I, probably why time is going so fast. Yeah, dude. <laughs> well, dude. they say it's rotating wow. faster. Yeah. So. Yeah. You, I have been talking about how fast time's been going for the past like five years with people. It's ridiculous. My my kids just went ah, adult. It's stupid, <laughs> dude. I talked to my mom about it because she, you know, she said like as you get older, time goes by faster. 
And but she said to me like five years ago, she's like, I, and I go, but do you feel like right now that time is going by faster than like normal? And she and she said that she had been getting like not anxiety, but I don't know thoughts about it. And she was like, yeah, as you get older, time goes by faster. But basically, she was like, right now though, time is going by uh, freaky fast. Yeah. Like I mean, I just for moved, everybody. Like, you know, spring was like yesterday. Yeah, it's almost like chunks. You just go, and we're just moving like mechanical, so fast. Oof. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, they say the Earth is spinning a little faster. And yeah, we're in, we're, they do talk about that. And we're in another area of the universe that is of a higher vibration. Mm. That's what I heard. Okay. All right. I'm open to that. <laughs> I'm open to that, man, because it does. Like time is going by f- creepy fast. Like you, you think it. I know yeah. Brian and I have talked about it. Yeah. Like I've talked about it with a lot of people lately. Yeah. The CERN could be the the, the freaking Mandela effect, dude. I, <laughs> <laughs> is there? Tell me, is there any Mandela effect that stuck out to you where you were like, all right, maybe this is something? Yeah, the Monopoly thing. Yeah, <laughs> with the monocle. Yeah. <laughs> that was Mr. Peanut. Jiff, Jiffy? Jiff and Jiffy. What is it? It was Jiffy, right? I thought so. But it's Jiff. It's Jiff now. Is yeah. it because Choosy moms choose Jiff. Dude, one of the most fucked up ones to me was that whole thing with... um. Hmm. They don't yeah. choose Jiffy. Yeah, that's true. Jiffy, that's Pop, true. Was a, Jiffy, Jiffy Pop. Pop is a popcorn. And Jiffy Lube. Jiffy Lube. People just like Jiffy's better. <laughs> Dude, did, <laughs> I want a Jiffy. <laughs> you want a Jiffy, Kev? <laughs> I, I, I think there are there are certain ones that really fucked with me though because I looked at when it first happened like when people started talking about Mandela effect I'm like yeah I could see that being like a mass misremembrance you know people just getting the same kind of details wrong yeah. over time whatever but there's a few that fucked with me man one of them was Shazam uh, a movie that allegedly came out in like the early 90s with Sinbad and Sinbad played a genie I remember that like I fucking remember that and it never happened and he's even in an interview being like yeah that never happened a ton of people just think I was in a genie movie called Shazam how the fuck wasn't he what wait no I don't think I remember that who was in Sinbad the first one like the I mean the second one Sinbad is just the comedy guy. He's just a he's a stand up oh, oh, comedy oh, oh, guy. Oh, oh, you're not talking about the, the no, show. No, no, yeah, no, no, no. That's They're... his name. Sinbad is a stand up comic. Yep, yep. Black but, dude, uh, right? Yep, yep, yep. And but like I I remember Shazam. I remember I can I have like a vague recollection of the cover of the VHS. Wow. And when I talked about it with my friend Chris, we were describing the same fucking cover. Oh, wow. Man. Like yeah. Yeah. It's really weird that yeah. that one that one fucks with me. The the Monopoly guy, the monocle, and he's never had the monocle. I know people are saying like, oh, you're getting it confused with the Planters guy or whatever. Like, no, I'm I I know Planters. I get it. He's got a monocle. What's another one? What's another one? Um, another Mandela. Yeah. Uh, the, another one that fucked with me kind of recently was. I haven't even named the most obvious one because I can't think of it right now. But recently, the Britney Spears video uh, of Hit Me Baby One More Time. People started talking about this one like the end of last year. And 
everybody, most people remember her in like a school go a schoolgirl uniform with like a plaid skirt and like you know the checkers on the plaid skirt and all this shit. Apparently, like that never happened, and it was always black. She's wearing a black skirt with a white top. Like that fucked with me hard. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, my friends and I, like, you know, we were fucking goo goo gaga over that video when it's, we were kids. It's either CERN or we've collectively changed timelines. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, I think that's possible. Either one. Hopefully for a better timeline. Well, it doesn't sure, feel better. It doesn't feel better. <laughs> <laughs> I think it has to go this way, you know. It all has to be revealed. We all got to see. Mm. And we all got to go, oh my God, this is our country. Yeah, you know, I yeah. think I think that's the only way. Sri Lanka's got it going on. <laughs> they, they, the, um, you know, the whole Q movement and all that stuff. Not that I believe in the Q thing or anything. But, yeah, yeah. But there was that. There's like this other guy, X twenty two, and it's like it's all being revealed. We have, they have to see it in order for anything to change. Right. And I kind of believe that. I'm not like those guys are like crazy conspiracists. That's too much. They are. I think they're I think they're a part of a disinformation like campaign. Yeah. You saying they're shills? But but yeah, I do. I think they're shills. I, I never trusted the whole Q movement thing. But the problem with that I heard of Steve there is Bannon. no successful <laughs> psyop. The thing about the thing that makes a psyop successful is using truth. Because that's how people buy into it. Yeah. And when Q talked about like the, the missing children that go missing every year, like that's true. This is an alarming rate of children that go missing every year. It's yeah. fucking alarming. Yeah. It's over like 300,000 kids go missing every year in North America. It's fucking wild. And then you have like a... <clears throat> They started talking about like the pedophilia thing, you know, yeah. and the, these yeah. are things that hit close to home for a lot of people because yeah. it's, it's some deep, dark shit. Yeah. And it, but they're not lying, you know. And um, th- oh, what was it? Uh, there was a whole bunch of stuff that they spewed that I think you know a lot of it statistically is real. But I don't think Q is some movement of people that are trying to like arrest all of the assholes. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. But it makes sense to have it be. Revealed. It's got to make sense to a degree. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just to be revealed. I don't know about those guys. Dude, the Flat Earth Society, the same thing. Like, the Flat Earth, like, community. still? Yeah, that's a thing. Those are my people. That's still a thing, man. (laughs) I love those people. And, like, I think a lot of that, uh, most of it is bullshit. I think the people that are behind it are, again, like another PSYOP, and they're designed to, you know, muddy the waters of what we understand <laughs> but they bring up a lot of good points like when they, they talk about the mood landing they talk about the moon landing and there's so many there's so much that could be said and so much evidence of the fact that we were lied to about the moon landing and it did not go down the way our government told us it went down they raise a lot of good points about that hmm. and but so like basically with like flat earth and the q community or whatever i think they're both fucking dumb like I, I think they're they are controlled opposition sort of thing yeah but they woke a lot of people up like there's more there's people talking now more than ever yeah about missing yeah. children and pedophilia and sex trafficking so you know this is how we're going to end this on an up note mm. right yeah yeah i'm getting tired we're all we're <laughs> well dude oh, oh, i'm so tired i'm with you i'm with you man 
No, no, I think this is. I a think good we place to go to it because dark. we're we're. You're right. Things are being revealed to us. Yeah. And the more the the everybody being on the same page and everybody just like that's what's important. People hate seeing people talk about this shit on the internet or on Facebook or Instagram. People will shut you up for talking about it. Yeah. Which is fucking ridiculous because of what you're talking about. We all about gotta is see true. that. We all gotta see that and go, Oh yeah. my god, I didn't realize it was worked it worked like that. Yeah. And yeah. and so many people say like, What's the point of doing this? Like, what are you trying to do? And it's like trying to raise awareness, motherfucker. And we're trying to figure it out. Yeah, we're trying to figure it out. And if, if no one can, else is, <laughs> dude, if we can get millions of Americans on the same page who agree with the facts and the shit that's really going on, and especially what we're talking about with the vaccine and all yeah, that, yeah. dude, that's a beautiful thing. If you can get a lot of people on the same fucking page, and I'm talking like a couple million anyway, that's a movement that could happen. It just needs that spark. Yeah. But that spark begins with kindling. And that kindling is people like us and other people who think like-minded talking about this right. shit. Right. That's the kindling. Yeah. You know? Some fucking dude I am. I am optimistic, man. You should be. somebody's going to come be. along and light that fucking fire. Yeah. 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 I think so, too. And you light a fire in my world, Mr. Mary. Damn straight, man. Yeah, man. I'm so <laughs> glad you came in, dude. I'll do it again. Can we do it again? I would love to. Yeah. That'd be amazing. I don't, I don't think we talked about everything. No, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> We're all old and tired. <laughs> I was like, okay, let's talk. Like, ah. It's a fucking Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, is there anything you want to plug? Any concerts coming up? And um, I don't know. Playing on the Cape every Friday night at uh, the Cove in Yarmouth. I gotta get Coop. down there. I gotta get yeah, down there. Yeah, it's Friday night, four thirty to seven thirty. Um, I play my ass off and sing my ass off and have a good time, and everybody knows everybody. Nice. It's kind of like Cheers. That's awesome. Everybody <laughs> knows your name. <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah. Well, thanks yeah. for coming on. Yeah, man. Yeah, I've been a I've been a fan of your voice and your song for years, songs of for years, and your attitude towards life and music. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're one of my heroes. Well, and you mine, you're my fucking musical sensei, my friend. <laughs> I love you, man. Love you, too. It's a hard rock life. It's a hard rock life. It's a hard rock Yeah.